0: We have uh, have a number up there to text questions, okay? Next week is huge. Every week, I think, is huge, but next week's really huge because I'm interviewing a professional counselor, okay? Um, You have the opportunity, starting right now, uh, to text in questions you may have. Now, these may be just strictly uh, questions that that she can answer, um, or they may be like, uh, it may be mingled, right? It may be spiritual with um, the counseling world and, and, and that. Uh, there's no question that's off limits, okay? Unless we refuse it, but I'm just kidding, right? But anyway, so you can start texting in questions tonight um, and it can be about anything that we've talked about, okay? And then next week, as I'm interviewing her and we're talking and going back and forth uh, and responding to some of these questions, you're gonna be able to text in while we're doing that. So it'll be in real time as well, okay? Because I know that sometimes you don't know your question. You're like, well, I don't really know. I don't know if I have a question. And then someone starts talking, and then you go, okay, I have a question about that. Uh, or what did you really mean by that, okay? Um, and that's really important to me that you feel like you have a platform to ask those questions. Too many of us have, are walking around with a lot of questions and we feel like we can't ask them, okay? So I want, this to, I want that to be able to happen for you. Um, as we go into this uh, topic, I I remember for me, having friends, okay? I know, I had friends. Uh, having friends, and yet, and I was just writing this out, and, and it was, man, it was like, it was a struggle to just walk through this for me personally, but having friends, but feeling all alone. Always confident and driven, and yet for the first time, hopeless, defeated, and financially broke. No real relationship with God, so no place to take these feelings, these thoughts, these burdens, these insecurities that I was carrying. So I turned to what I could turn to that I believed would help me escape these thoughts, escape this reality that I felt, escape what what was going on. And and nobody knew it. The friends I had, they didn't know it. Um, the people I was living with, they, they didn't know it. Um, and so in order for me to, to escape, you know, uh, I started drinking more than I, than I used to. And, and, and so that became a thing, a go-to for me. You know, it started with like, hey, it's the weekend. This is what we do on the weekend. Then it turned into, it's Monday. Hey, this is what we do on Monday. Then it's Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> hey, this is what we do on Tuesdays now because there's this going on. Then it was more and more and more. Then it became, well, I have to, I have to be smoking while I'm drinking, right? Because then I can get more. I can feel like I'm escaping more. So then it became drinking, smoking for a while. And then it was kind of like, well, I'm kind of, this doesn't really do anything. So then it became pills. Then it became pills with the drinking and then the smoking. And it just just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. And I had some great highs, but after every great high was another low. The problem is, as I continued on this journey, the lows kept going lower. The highs seemed to be shorter and shorter, but the lows kept, it was like I was walking downstairs every morning and I felt a little lower ultimately getting to the place where I was just depressed out of my mind. Just just depressed. So what do you do? Well I'm depressed. I don't want to deal with depression. And so I need to escape. And all of a sudden there I am on this just cycle and and it's like how do I get off? And and, 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 and to and to make matters worse it it, it starts to uh, if you continue to feed that, your brain reprograms to 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 like literally operate to to tell you you need that. You're feeling this way. You know you need that. So guess what you do? That's what you go to because you've rewired your brain. Uh, you and, and 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 so what once was something that you were like I need now you don't even think. That's just what you do. Okay. And, and listen, as I'm talking about this topic, substance abuse, maybe for you tonight, maybe it's not a specific substance, maybe it's something else, and you know it, and you know it's not healthy, and you know it's not good, okay? So don't just limit it to what I struggle with, or even the topic tonight. Uh, there are escapes that we all have, that we all go to, and we should continually be evaluating, is it a good escape for me? And what is it doing for me? And I tell you right now, in, in relation uh, to, to this uh, topic, I can tell you um, that substance abuse took hold of my life, took hold of all my friends' lives. Um, and uh, we, and it, was, it, it was just sad. It's sad to think about what was going on. It's sad to think about where some of them are at now um, as a result of just that short time period. You guys hear me say this all the time. You're, you're, you're making decisions now, and you have no idea how those decisions affect your future. And, 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 and like I said, you may say, I don't struggle with this, or this isn't an issue for me, um, and I would just challenge you, like, man, you should still think about this you need to think about this because like i said it may not be you it may be your friend who you've never noticed you've never picked up on different things it may be a family member that that you that you haven't noticed and 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 guess what whether it's you or someone else you're placed in their life to to help like you're you're not just like accidentally placed into people's lives okay so it's not uh, by accident okay and 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 you guys when we think of that, for me, was my journey to God. That was my journey to salvation it was essentially that, okay? The lows became too low and and God literally intervened in my life. It was amazing. I mean, it was a miracle. Uh, all the steps that happened I mean it was like it was like I was being rescued out of it um, and and God just opened doors that were insane from uh, my brother's roommate in LA moving out suddenly and my brother calling me, having no idea how far down I was and just saying, hey, um, I know you're up you know, in the Northwest. You wanna, do you wanna move back to LA? Uh, we've got a spot open up and I'm like, how do you know? And it was like, it was like God just was like getting me out. And there was a lot that had to be broken in my life in order to be rebuilt because of what I had wired my brain and my life to escape to and to essentially escape from. And you guys, when we talk about substance abuse, it dominates our culture right now. Uh, it, It dominates Eugene and this region and this area. It's a huge problem. Substance abuse, when I say that, is this medical term used to describe a pattern of using a substance or drug that causes significant problems or distress. This may be uh, missing work or school, using the substance in dangerous situations, such as like driving a car. Uh, It may lead to substance-related legal problems or continued substance use that interferes with your friendships, your family relationships, or uh, both and substance abuse uh, as a recognized medical brain disorder refers to the abuse of illegal substances, or it may be the abuse of legal substances, and alcohol is the most common one, okay? And I'm gonna talk about some others, but you guys, it's, it's not, and this is, these are some facts that I, was, that I was reading. It's not uncommon for a person with a drug addiction to have another mental illness, But scientists say it's difficult to know whether addiction is the cause of the mental illness or whether people with mental illnesses turn to drug use to self-medicate. It's also likely that some of the same genes and brain regions involved in addiction are also involved in other brain and behavior disorders such as schizophrenia and depression. You guys, statistics on substance abuse and addictions, nine out of 10 people with an addiction started in their teen years. That's insane, okay? Research shows the average age of first-time use of drugs is 13 to 14, okay? Uh, the harmful use of alcohol results in 3.3 million people dying annually. That's crazy. Nearly 20 million people aged 12 or older had a substance use disorder in the past year, okay? Now, here's some signs that you may see of a dependence, okay? Okay? Uh, tolerance to or need for increased amounts of the drug to get an effect, okay? If you have a substance abuse, you're going to need more. I'm not speaking from, like, science. I'm speaking from experience and science. Okay? Like, you, you will, it, what, whenever you're looking for a high of any kind, it will become normal to you, and you'll lose it. And what do you do? How do You, you got to increase it, right? You have to, because you're seeking that same thing, okay? Uh, withdrawal symptoms that happen if you decrease or stop using the drug that you find difficult to cut down or quit. Spending a lot of time to get, use, and recover from the effects of using drugs. Withdrawal from social and recreational activities. And then continued use of the drug, even though you are aware of the physical, psychological, and family or social problems that are caused by that ongoing drug use. Now, here's the different substances that, that, that this includes when we talk about this. Alcohol, marijuana, prescription medication, uh, such as pain pills, stimulant, or anxiety pills, methamphetamines, cocaine, opiates, hallucinogens, and inhalants. All these things uh, can lead to substance abuse, and there's, there's a lot more. Okay, um, but here's what's scary. Okay, this is, this, I was thinking about this today. You don't know, you don't know, you guys, in a lot of these situations, you don't know what your body's going to do or how it's going to react to many of these drugs. You don't know. I want you to just think about that for a second. How many times do you and maybe you go to a party or this or that or someone hands you something or says, hey, this works for me, you should try it. And and you just try it. You just go for it, and or a combination of something, and you and you and you just do it. Guys, man, there's story after story of people that are strung out on a street because of one hit. Like one hit. Because you don't know. And not everybody reacts the same way. And what you're getting is not consistent, no matter what the person tells you. They're like, oh, it's the same thing. No, it's not. Okay? Unless it's like alcohol where you know it says it on the label, like this is what it is, right? It's regulated, okay? And so, and so you, there's certain things you can know, right? Um, and, like, and your doctor may have prescribed something to you right? Or a family member. And they may say, this is what the doctor said. Like, it's good. But it can quickly become what? Something I'm dependent on, my escape. And then it can quickly become an addiction to where it's taken hold of me, right? Because uh, the thing that you need to understand, if, if, if you don't know how your body is going to respond or crave something, you are playing with fire, essentially, right? You don't know, okay? So what you're doing is, um, literally, you're like, you're giving authority to that, right? And, and, and when it comes to substance abuse, like, here's the other thing that's just crazy, you guys. It can come from a mental illness or it can lead to a mental illness. So it could be either thing, right? Like, like you could be battling with anxiety, depression, and you could go, I, I need this, I need that. Now, listen, I also want to be clear. We're talking about substance Abuse. Okay, so I'm not just talking about medication or that, right? So hear me on that. I'm talking about substance abuse. All right, it's crossed the line from helping you and now it's hurting, it's creating this enablement, um, and now you're taking it or using it uh, in ways that it wasn't meant to be uh, used. Okay, and like I said, it's scary because it could that could be from a mental illness or. You could abuse something to where it takes you into a space mentally uh, that's outside of your control, which is a scary, scary thought. And because it takes you to that place that's outside of your control, you are giving it control. And if you are abusing drugs of any kind, you are most likely addicted. Now the word addicted, we just, we run from it, right? Whenever I talk about addictions, Uh, the first thought is like this massive fortress, this massive wall that I'm not gonna let anybody in on, okay? Uh, Substance abuse is so underreported, it's stupid. Like the statistics are insane because people don't wanna deal with it. They don't wanna own it. There's so much shame in it. And guys, that's how it is for any addiction. Why? Because we're prideful and we don't want anyone to know that we need something, right? None of us want that. We wanna be independent. We wanna show that we got this. And so what do we do? We hide addictions all the time. I can't even tell you how many meetings I've had uh, just COVID alone in the last two years where people have come into my office and owned a secret addiction. I I can't even count. It's crazy. And so it's happening all the time. The thing about COVID is a lot of people that were hiding this, they got caught because all of a sudden everybody's at home. And you're like, shoot. Go into that room, kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people couldn't hide, right? So all these things started coming out um, because all of a sudden our secrets are exposed, okay? And, uh, and, and so you guys, like, I mean, if you're addicted, like, the, the easy question, I've said this before, could you not do it for 30 days? If you can't not do something for 30 days, you're addicted, okay? You're addicted to it, whatever that may be, all right? And here's the thing. When we talk about this, I do know it's happening. It's happening in this room. Um, because, guys, I, I'm not like, I don't sit in a like a throne. So- That's just weird. But I don't sit somewhere disconnected from what's going on on campus. Okay? I know what's going on. I know what's going on in your teams. I know what's going on uh, in the different houses and all of that. Okay? I have literally sat with... Uh, a couple that was dating, and they were in the college group, and, and, and I'm, I'm in their apartment and all this, and, and the dude looks at me, and he goes, man, it was snowing in here last night, Steve, and I'm like, huh? What do you mean it was snowing? Well, I wish I wouldn't have asked that, okay? You guys know what snowing means? There was cocaine snowing all over that place, and I'm in there. I'm like, well, is it in the house? Man, I'm a pastor, i like, dude, what are you doing, man? Why are we meeting in your house? We could have met the EMU, a coffee shop. Why'd you invite me here? You know, like, uh, and he was like, yeah, dude, it was crazy. I'm like, I'm a pastor. Shut up. I don't care. <laughs> like, Anyway, you know, they got married. They moved. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, and that's when I got educated about, athletes using cocaine and all that so I know what's going on and it's going on in the shadows so many things are hidden so many people are not talking about it and we just want to like disconnect from it right you just put on a face you you do your thing and you learn to have a separate life and guys this is so much bigger than a substance at that point now you've crossed over to where you're operating and living in a way that if you don't deal with it and address it, you're going to carry it into your marriage. You're going to carry it into your work. You're going to carry it into your career. You're going to carry it with you as a, a potential, as a parent and all of these things, you guys. And I'm telling you this, okay? If you believe in heaven, hell, Jesus, Satan, If you believe that, I'm telling you right now what the strategy is for your life. The strategy to get you to fall is to allow it to work for now. That's the strategy. Satan, enemy, wants it to work for you. He wants you to slowly get to this place where it has a hold of you, and then he wants to dump guilt, shame, all of these things on top of you, why? Because he knows if he does that, you're not going to talk about it because you're ashamed. And then, and then you're going to be operating out of like fear that if anybody knows this, my reputation's gone. I'm done, right? And, and guys, like I said, I have heard this story from so many students on this campus. Can I meet with you privately? Can I talk to you? Now, if you say I want to meet with you privately, I don't, meet, I don't immediately go, oh, it's substance abuse. Here we go again. Like, no, I don't think that, okay? I don't. I, I try to think the best and, uh, you know, and all that, okay? Unless it's like very clear, okay, there's something going on there. Um, but you guys, it's happening, and it's, it's, it's literally like the same story over and over. It just looks different. It's a different face. It's a different substance or thing and it's taken hold of you. And and if you can't open up with it, I'm telling you right now and deal with it. You guys, the goal is to not hurt you, wound you. It's it's to destroy you. Now, if he can wait, get you into this, right? And 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 even more so, get you into it and have it be secretive, his goal is what? That you would that you would thrive in your job or your career, that you would marry your dream person, and that, and that you would have all these kids or whatever, um, and, and then he wants it to be found out because he wants to wreck you. Like right now, it's not as fun for him. Why? Because it's just you. Or it's just maybe a relationship or two. But the stakes only get higher. So as low as I was feeling, you guys, I can't imagine if the lows that I was going through when I was your age, if I had to go through them now, I don't think I would make it because it would be devastating. It would be devastating to potentially lose my relationship with my boys. It would be devastating to potentially lose my wife because I'll tell you what, you guys, you don't know how someone's going to respond and react. That's why you don't share because the enemy floods you with the worst case scenarios okay that's one another thing that COVID has done it's filled all our minds with worst case scenarios you got to get out of that okay that's just not good it's, it's literally to get you to hide from dealing with these things and like I said I'm speaking a lot more than just to the substance abuse uh stuff okay um so here's how we start I want you to start by saying I need to get help okay you're like wow that was powerful yeah yeah, it is, okay? You got to start there. If, you've heard me say this every week of the series. You have to take initiative to get help, okay? Like, and if you meet with me ever and you're like, how do I grow in my relationship with God? I'm really curious or I want growth. I am always going to tell you, like, I can tell you, but you're going to have to, like, do it, okay? I can't, like, I don't have that gifting, okay? In fact, no one does. Okay, I, can't manip- I, can't, I could try to manipulate you or guilt you to do something. But at the end of the day, you have to make a choice. And guys, if this is something going on in your life right now, you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice to get help. You have to make a choice to call someone. And I would say this too. When I talk about getting help, you need to get not just like your buddy's help. Because you know what? Your buddy's going to be like, dang, dude, guess what? I struggle with the same thing. We're struggle buddies, dude. Like, I didn't know you struggled. Hey, you wanna do that together? Like, you know, like, hey, so when do you, like, you know, and, and guys, it's like that happens all the time. And then it's like, hey, let's be accountable to each other, because we're not gonna do it. That never works. I've never heard it working, ever. If you struggle with something, you don't go find someone else that struggles with it and go, hey, let's, let's help each other. It'll be awesome. Like, no, you're gonna start falling, to, you'll be falling together. But you know what'll happen? You'll be so gracious with each other. Oh, that's okay. I fell too. Oh, you know, and we're falling buddies, okay? Guys, that's not what you need. Okay, that's not what you need. That's not what you need is substance abuse, any kind of addiction, and that's not what you need spiritually if you want to grow. You find someone that's gone before you. You find someone that can speak truth uh, that's got tread on their tires, and when we talk about a substance abuse, you need more than likely you need professional help. And you just got to gotta humble yourself, okay? You just got to humble yourself. I mean, there, there are some people, and I would never say their names, that are very well-known, that I've connected with, and they had to get professional help. And you know what? They did it. And I was so proud of them. And I still talk to them and connect with them. And I'm so proud of where they're at because they had to do something that people just don't do. They owned it, and they got help. So some of you, regardless of who your parents are or aren't, you got to get help. you got to get professional help, and you have to get spiritual help, okay? And I know people that are both of those. That's huge, okay? So you need that uh, in your life. Um, But once again, that has to be a decision you make. Um, The statistics on, on those who actually choose to get help, it's so rare, and it's just sad. Um, I want to look at just really this this guy. I mentioned him in the first uh, teaching in the series, Job. Okay, now Job in the Bible is the poster child for suffering. Okay, it's literally like if if a pastor of some kind gets up on a Sunday or like something like this and says I'm going to talk about suffering, 90% of the time it means they're talking about Job. Okay, because he just suffered and he like I said he suffered like nobody else in the Bible. It's awful. Okay, and, and, and literally Job's story, he's losing family members left and right. He was one of the most wealthy people. He loses all his wealth um, and, and, and all of this. His kids are throwing a party and a windstorm comes and just flattens the house. Like, I mean, it's just like everything that you can imagine that you hold on to in life. And it's, and it's like all the worst things are happening to him. Okay, and what I wanna just do is highlight some of the words he says as he's going through this, because we don't talk about that. What we talk about is, how he just, like a lot of times I walk away hearing uh, them talk about Job and I'm like, oh, he just like, just was like, oh, I love suffering. Like, oh man, God, you're so good and all this. And I'm like, man, that's garbage. That's not true. He was a human, okay? And, And then you read it and you start reading things that you go, this is me. This is me. Guys, you're gonna hear some words right now that I'm gonna read and you're gonna go, this is me. Okay, this is what he says. Well, first of all, hopefully, hopefully this isn't you because then if this is you, you married the wrong person, okay? So this is what his wife tells him, okay? Nobody's married in here. I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, Seth is. Seth. Anybody else married in here? I don't even know. Raise your hand if you're married. You're like, maybe. What is he going to say? What is he going to say? And like, if you're married, your wife's like, man, put it down. Don't even raise it, right? Because what if he says me, you know? Okay, um, so... <laughs> we do marriage counseling. Job 2.9. Job 2.9. This, this is what his wife says to him, guys. I'm telling you right now, don't marry this chick, whoever this is, okay? They're out there. And girls, there's guys out there like this, okay? Don't marry them. And if you need help with that, just call me. I'll tell you straight up. I have told many people, don't do it. And they're like, but my parents love Don't do it, Okay? I I don't have a dog in the fight, don't do it. Okay? I have no emotional attachment to either of you. Don't do it. Okay? Like, I pride myself on not getting emotionally attached to people. So I will tell you straight up. You want you want you want some relationship advice? I'm telling you, I will give you unbiased truth, my truth. Okay. Job 2-9. This is what his wife says to him. Are you still, this is after all this goes down. Are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die. Yeah, told you. You marry that, get out. Like that, that's it. Okay? That's Job chapter 2 verse 9. Are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die. Okay? Now, Job maintained his faithfulness to God throughout his life. He, but he still struggled deeply in these trenches of his life, in these trenches of pain. In Job 3.11, this is what he says. Why did I not perish at birth and die as I came from the womb? Job 3.26. I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest, but only turmoil. Job 10.1. I loathe my very life. Therefore, I will give free reign to my complaint and speak out in the bitterness of my soul. Job 30, 15 through 17. Terrors overwhelm me. My life ebbs away. Days of suffering grip me. This is emotional, mental, this is physical. He's everywhere. Night pierces my bones. My gnawing pains never rest. In different ways, these are all words we've said or thought at different moments in our life, okay? Why? Because there's certain things that hurt more than others. There's certain things that seem like they'll never go away when other things do, and there's times in depression, anxiety, or something else where you ultimately say, Why was I even born? I don't want this. I don't want to live this way. Maybe it's in an addiction, and you're like, I can't get off this, and I know it's ruining my life. Why am I alive? I'm worthless. It's outside of my control. And we have these thoughts that he says. And I just love, guys, like, some of your thoughts about the Bible are so wrong. Like, oh, it's just this book to medicate and make you feel good, and it's good stories. Like, no, it's so raw and real, and it tells you what this dude who lost more than you and I can comprehend is just like in his suffering, just crying out and just being honest. And it's like, oh man, like, did you have to put that in there? But it's like, yeah, God's like, yeah, I got to put that in there because that's going to be you. And you may not lose all that he lost, but you're going to feel like you are. You're going to feel like you're going to feel like you're wrong, you're going to have the closest, because a lot of Job is, guess what, his best friends, his best friends come and rally behind him, and they're there sitting with him, and you know what they're doing? You know what his best friends are doing? They're calling him out. These are his friends, and they're like, well, you must have done this, you must have done that, well, surely you're being punished, all this, and it's like, okay, guys, like, thanks, buds, like, you you know, This is awesome that you're telling me this. My wife just said, curse God and die. And now you guys are telling me this. Man, I love this. This is great. You know, Um, that's the advice. That's what he's walking through. And you guys have gotten some horrible advice from some horrible people, to be honest, and all of that. And you've had these thoughts and it's taken you further and further down because you're just like, I don't have hope. um, And my future, I don't know what's going to happen. That's paralyzing. That's crippling me. But I know it doesn't seem to be like it's going to get better. And then you got all these big decisions staring at you. And what happens? Like, ah, uh, uh, And then what do you do? You got to escape. So what do you do to escape? You go to your addiction. You go to your hidden secret thing that has taken over your life. Because you've trained your brain to escape in a certain way. And you've trained your brain to know that I have to have that. If I don't have that, I can't make it. But you guys, what we see him do ultimately is first he doesn't hide these feelings and emotions from God, okay? Are you hearing me? God wants to be closer, it says, than a brother to you. He doesn't want this friendship. If you come, if you come on Sundays, the last couple weeks, week before last, I really highlighted how his first invitation is just to love me. That's it. He's not saying, hey, come, uh, you, you impress me. I need you on my team. Nope, that's not him. He just invites you to love him. That's it. All this other stuff, that's us. We're stacking expectations on ourselves. He's like, stop. I just want you to love me. Let's start there. And and, and so that's his invitation, and he means it. He doesn't mean that you, once again, bring something that he just has to have right to the table, or else, man, God's incomplete. Well, mm, No. You're not that special. I'm not that special, right? So any invitation is great, and it's, it's out of this relationship for uh, there to be uh, love. And, and guys, what's so awesome is littered throughout the Bible are characteristics of who God is. And you either read those and you disconnect yourself from it, or you read them and you go, that's who he says he is? I am going to hold on to that. And if my life starts doing this, if I don't get that job, if I don't get that promotion, if I don't get that grade, if I don't get that career, I still can hold on to who he is and that can still be enough. But what we don't do is we don't cling to that, right? We trained our brain to to go, that's not going to be enough and so you need this. And, And we project whatever that is, right? Whatever that struggle is whatever that disconnect is, whatever that escape is. And and what Job did is he was honest because he had this relationship with God. It wasn't a religion, it was a relationship. And and, and he was like, I'm just gonna cling to his nature as much as I doubt, as much as I question, as much as I'm literally questioning why I was born, wishing I wasn't born, all of these things. And my friends are the worst, my wife, and all this. And yet, uh, I'm not gonna escape. not gonna do it. I'm not going to rewire my brain to that or to them or their agenda or my success or my wealth or my family. It's just got to be God. And so he clings to God's nature, you guys. And there's some truths that you need to hold on to if you're going to follow him, if you want to be in relationship with him. And these are some verses I've been sharing. I should share them every week. Romans 8, 38, 39. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Absolutely nothing. And and, and it's almost like what I love about that section in scripture. It's like, if I didn't label it, let me just say this. Nothing in all of creation. There you go. Right? Nothing. So, what does that mean? As shameful as you may feel, as disgusted as you may feel, as much of a failure, as much of a, what, you can put whatever you want there. It will not ever separate you from His love. It will not. Now, you can either believe me or not, but I tell you what, I know that's true and Job lived that to where he experienced whatever the lows and the lows of all creation are he had them okay he didn't have like demons messing with him I'm like demons ah." he he had Satan himself single him out and say that's that guy God and God's like okay and we just see someone that just believed that, that nothing, nothing can separate me from him. Nothing. It's our choice, right? However low or helpless you may feel, that is true. And then 1 Corinthians 10:13, and this verse has been used out of context so many times, but he says, No temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Okay, so however low you may feel, however helpless you may feel, this is true. This is true. But here's the thing. You have what we call a choice. You have a choice. You have a choice to take advantage of what? the opportunities that he places in your life. You have that choice, okay? There's opportunities that are continually being put in your path, and you have a choice, right, to take advantage of that or not. Because here's the thing I hear. A lot of times we say, well, this verse isn't true, Steve. It's not true because what I'm dealing with right now is outside of my control. And you know what I'll say? And you'll go, what? I'll say, you're right. You're like, ah, what are you doing? Don't agree with me, right? I'm like, no, you're right. But what's what's the last part? What's the second part of that verse? What does he say? He will provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure. That line is huge. What happens when we typically get in something mentally that is beyond our ability to navigate through, which if you've gone through mental illness, that happens, where you don't even understand some of these thoughts. You, you, you know, you, you, it's, it's wrecking you, and you're like, well, this is beyond my ability to handle, so, what, so God, this is a lie. And he's like, no, 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 you need to look around because I've sent you many life rafts in the form of people, friendships, pastors, professional counselors, but you got to make a choice. And, and he promises that you will be able to endure by what I send your way to help you. Okay, the problem is, what do we want, right? We want. I want to wake up tomorrow and not crave that. I want to wake up tomorrow and not feel like I need that. Okay, that's what we want, right? All of us want that. If you're suffering of any kind of mental, that's that's what you're. That's what you're praying. If you believe in God, every night you're like, God, take this from me, take this from me. God, come on. I've made the joke that my my oldest son has prayed. Uh, God to just snap your fingers and take COVID away. He's prayed it for two years, okay? You know what? It hasn't happened. I'm still here, okay? But that's the request, right? As a child, guys, you don't grow out of that request, do you? You're going to keep requesting it. <laughs> and that's fine. Request away. He invites you to do that. But, listen, you got to stop looking for, for him, to, like, this hand to just, like, drop and, like, remove it from you and you got to like open your eyes to the people that love you that care about you that he specifically has sent for you to help you endure through it okay stop looking for the one hit thing okay that never helps anyway does it okay if you just snapped your fingers and you had the perfect body which we all want okay and that prayer request doesn't go away either i'm still like hey god god come on let's go you know Things aren't looking right, you know? And and I just I want to snap my fingers, right? Problem is, it takes a ton of work to be in great shape. And there's a reason it takes it takes time and work. If it just happened, you would continue to fall back. But you build habits, healthy habits that are for your greater good. Okay? This is we talk about. Escaping escaping is all about reversing habits that have built been built over time and over years. And I'm telling you right now you've got to believe and cling to the truths of uh, God um, because lastly I want to share this first. okay Second Timothy 1:7. okay and, and this is another verse that's been taken either out of context to shame people or what but I want you to hear it completely. It says, "For God gave us a spirit. Not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Now, usually that verse is spoken when someone's living in fear and we go, God didn't give you that spirit, so there. <laughs> Shame on you, right? Right? Anybody that's battling anxiety, we're like, hey, 2 Timothy 1.7, that's you, right? Anybody battling with depression or whatever, we we throw out the fear card, right? The problem is once you're dealing with it, you're like, man, I don't know what that verse is. But 2 Timothy, I I want you to see the end there. He says, but he gave us a what? It says, but he gave us spirit of power and love. And then the last one, which is so huge for tonight, self control. When you look at these things that he he delivers, he delivers everything that I'm inwardly desiring in my heart, isn't it? That's everything I'm inwardly desiring. And then he throws on top of that self-control. Guys, one of the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5 is self-control, self-control. So, this is what he says. You either let the voice that's telling you all these other things win, or you take action, and you cling to what he says about who he is. And you hold on to it, and you don't let go. So guys, you got to take action. Take action in your life, either in order to, this is the other thing, you take action even if it's not happening to you right now. Why? To prevent, okay? You need to prevent this from happening. You need to right now identify healthy escapes, okay? Um, Maybe you need to take action in order to recover from where you're at, okay? Take action. Lastly, you gotta just ask, where are you going? Like right now, just be honest, where are you going to take your emotional or mental illness, whatever you want to call it, where are you taking it to? Where? Right now in your life, where do you go? And my encouragement would be to train your mind and your heart to take it to God. Train your brain, and you can literally rewire it. Isn't that crazy? I'm going to talk about the brain in a couple weeks. Ah, three. And the brain is incredible. It's amazing. But it's dangerous because you can rewire it. And if you're stuck in this, it's going to need to be rewired. But it is so powerful how that can happen. And you can retrain it. And all of a sudden, the things that you used to like escape to the the other stuff, you can literally now train it to go, I'm I'm escaped to cling to the nature of God. And that's it. Okay, guys, let's just be real during this time. I've talked for a long time. I didn't even see that clock there. And you guys stayed awake for the most part, okay? But let's just pray. They're going to get up here and sing. And uh, I want you to just think about this. Like I said, maybe it's you, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a family member. But I want you to think about where you go. What are the patterns right now in your life that you're seeing that you're escaping to? Escaping from. Okay? It's telling you something. Listen. I've been saying this the whole time. When your body and all these things, when it's going off, we try to just shut off the alarm. When you stop, when you look for the fire, okay? And so listen to what's happening in your life, in your world, or a friend's world right now.